Hello, everyone, and welcome to another installment of Dick's Picks Betting. I am Michael, joined here by Dick. Uh, throwing away the episode names, mainly just because I can't keep track of them. If you didn't notice, I called one episode 11 and 13 in the same episode, so not going to be going by that. But anyway, this episode we're recapping week seven. Uh, me and Richard are going to go over our picks from last week and then also some of the big games that happened last week. So starting off uh, week seven, you know, recapping a little bit before we go into some of the pick results, you know, starting off the week uh, strong for uh, Richard at least, and honestly for the whole world, uh, everything's going right. Stanford beating Colorado uh, after down 29 to nothing at half. Uh, there is some justice in the world, and um, unfortunately the penance is rumple. So we'll, we'll get to that in the next episode when, when Mike can join us, uh, but you know, moving on, um, Moving on, a pretty standard week. Obviously, we had some uh, pretty big key matchups in, in Washington and Oregon. You know, seeing Washington uh, beat Oregon, obviously, a last second missed field goal. Thanks, Oregon. Um, Notre Dame dominating USC. And then uh, UNC, you know, pretty handily beating Miami. And then the probably one of the bigger upsets of the week, we have Louisville losing to Pittsburgh. And then, uh, of course, another game that was highly touted here. Um, you know, UCLA at Oregon State. Oregon State winning by 12. Richard, what are, you, what are your thoughts on all these games? Uh, UCLA, man, that quarterback has thrown three pick six in the last three weeks in the first half. He just sees a receiver and just throws the ball, and it's just so frustrating to watch. And unfortunately, I've been on UCLA in two of those three weeks, so I remember them vividly. Um, Dan Lanning doing what Dan Lanning does best and screwing his team over at the end. Um, I mean, I like the play call, but he did it twice. And if you're going to go for it on fourth, that's fine, but you got to have some more efficiency. He's just not converting those. Um, and you had Penix, you had, you had Penix kind of injured and by getting that stop, they just, all they did was give motivation, but they still had the chance at the end, which you gave him credit for. Yeah, um, I, I have to admit, one game nobody even really cared about, I think besides Mike, but no one at least talking right now, Louisville at Pitt. I mean, trap of the week, am I right? Uh, Louisville, no, we we, seven. You, you're right, we did call it. There was some weird mojo going on there, and it definitely was a trap, and it, and it ended up being a trap. But uh, Pittsburgh, who, who would have thought they would have won? I mean, I can't believe they – I mean, like I said in the podcast last week, I mean, that is what makes college football, college football. A team like that gets a win against Notre Dame at home, and they lay the egg the next weekend. So, I mean, that's college football in a nutshell, to say the least. Um, I mean, the biggest shock of the week for me, honestly, was Ohio losing on the road. And we were high on that one, obviously. But um, overall, the week went well. Started the week off on fire. Going into Saturday morning, we were 13 and, uh, 13 and 1 going into Saturday morning, and then – Temple decides to hide that their quarterback's not playing until the fucking kick, so that kind of hurt because we were big on Temple. Um, and then, I mean, for the rest of the day, it went okay. It was 60%. So, for the weekend in college football, I ended up being 58.9%, um, which is not great considering I started 13-1 and one going into Saturday. Um, USC really hurt. I thought that Notre Dame would be beat up, exhausted, having three big games, three weeks in a row, all of them being super emotional. You know, the one against Ohio State, you have too many men on the field in back-to-back plays. The next one, your quarterback makes a great play on third and forever, and you kick the field goal, then you get waxed by Louisville. I just didn't think they would have the energy, honestly. But one thing was shown in that game is that USC's offensive line is not any good at all. 
I mean, USC's defense really didn't play that bad. It was more of USC and Caleb Williams throwing so many interceptions on their own side of the field and allowing allowing uh, Notre Dame to have such a short field. I mean, I think he only had like 120 yards passing the Notre Dame quarterback, which is not what you would think you would need to beat USC. But I mean, but if like you I throw said, if you throw three interceptions in the first half, I mean. Right, that'll that'll hurt you. Return and it just they did not look good. Um, so that was a little bit surprising as well. Um, you know, our big boys Troy is still rolling, so that was a nice one for us. Um, they are, in my opinion, the best group of five team out there. I think they're better than Air Force. I know they had that one loss already, so they're not going to be in the group of five um, top. But I think they're a really really good team. So that's something to definitely keep an eye on as well. Mm-hmm. So moving on to uh, results for my picks from the week. Um, overall, went four and three. Started off pretty well. Uh, we had uh, Arkansas uh, plus seventeen and a half against Bama. Uh, you know, it was an alternate. Honestly, should have gone a lot, uh, a lot more aggressive on said alternate. Um, uh, Arkansas only ended up losing by three, uh, twenty point dogs. So that was a big one. Um, then we had uh, Kent State and Eastern Michigan. Thirty nine and a half is an over. Uh, it took 41 and a half, so we were a half a point, uh, half a point uh, in the in the green. So that one was uh, uh, frustrating, I guess. But either way, we won that one. Uh, the loss, uh, Oregon, Oregon minus two and a half at Washington, our first loss. Uh, not particularly a good one. Uh, actually, both 230 games, A&M and um, Tennessee and Oregon at Washington, both losses, both road teams. And both of those, uh, you know, both both teams were leading late-ish and ended up uh, kind of throwing in the towel a little bit. Honestly, that Tennessee game, if you would have looked at the box score and not known which team was which, you would have thought Tennessee played like Texas A&M. And yeah. I thought I was high on Johnson. I thought he would be able to play a little bit better than he has. He is not good. Everything he throws is off his back foot. He's never balanced. Everything's an overthrow. And their best defensive tackle just got hurt. I don't know how. I, I understand why you have to keep Fisher around. It's just because it's so expensive to keep him back. But did he just miss this fucking extra point? You motherfucker. Uh, you just want me to get on? Christ. Anyway, Man. moving on to uh, the next game was 6 o'clock Arizona plus 7.5 at Wazoo. Uh, took a little bit of alternate there. Should have gone the com- completely more aggressive. Uh, Arizona won by like thirty, um, so that was that a was huge amazing. One. That was a great fucking call by you, man. Yeah. I wish I would have failed you on that. I to- I completely forgot you said that. And then before I knew, I looked up and it was like twenty one zero. I was like, Jesus Christ, yeah. they're up twenty one. I, I, I like, thought I thought Arizona was going to dominate that game, and they they should have taken alternate minus twenty one. Yeah, so my aggressive one was Auburn money line at LSU, and that one obviously didn't pan out for me. So big loss. Not even going to talk about that one because it was embarrassing. And uh, another one we hit right on the money: uh, North Carolina minus nine and a half at Miami, Florida. Um, North Carolina won by exactly ten. So we were more right than Vegas on on two of these. So you know what can you say? Four and three, four and three, moving the week on. Uh, four alternate hits, three alternate losses. We'll take it. I mean, it's a winning day. I mean, even if you go four and four with alternates, you do well. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, getting into some of the uh, data from last week. 
So uh, total results, uh, average was one point over what the total was. So uh, overs rained the day quite a bit. Uh, no results in the in the spreads, uh, pretty much centered at zero. Uh, as far as uh, the absolute results for the spreads, Vegas was off on average uh, by, by 13 points, which is uh, quite a bit, actually. Um, once again, one of the more bigger weeks. But the totals were off by an average of 11 points. So somehow get even even tighter on average with the totals. Um, crazy thing is, crazy thing is with the totals, uh, there were quite a few games that were all over the place on them. We had a couple 30 points over and actually a couple 30 points under as well. So, you know, we had Houston, West Virginia and Colorado Stanford, both 30 points over. Um, you know, but then you had uh, Charlotte Navy, 30 points under. Troy Army, 30 points under. So, I mean, uh, c- kind of all over the place this week. Oh, apologies. Not Troy Army. Ball State Toledo, 30 points under. Uh, Troy yeah, Army was Toledo. 22 points under. But anyway, uh, a lot of a lot of big ones. And yet, um, you know, the average kind of kind of simmers out to just 11, which honestly, there's a lot of close games in there. Uh, didn't get anything as far as you know what the public was betting. I'm being lazy, um, so I'm gonna continue to try and add stuff. But uh, you know, we'll 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 get it when we get it. So moving on to our next segment, we have real or fugazi, a quick one with just me and Richard. Uh, we've got four solid questions to go over in this one. So starting off, a Power Five conference will get two teams into the playoff. Richard, real or fugazi? Fugazi, there's no way anybody gets two in. I think there's just going to be too much carnage. Um, Pac-12 is going to dismantle itself. Um, you know, Michigan, all those teams, somebody's going to be sitting on the side. Um, going into the Big Ten Championship, probably playing Iowa's 30-point favorites. I don't know if you can put two teams in from the Big Ten. Um, you know, if somebody in the ACC goes undefeated, they're getting in. And then SEC, whoever wins the SEC Championship gets in because... If a West team wins, I don't think Georgia has the strength of schedule to get in. You know, if Georgia does win, nobody's going to come in from the West. So I think it's definitely a year where there's only going to be one from um, each conference or whatever conferences get a bid. Okay, I'm going to say Fugazi with a 30% chance of real. Um, I could see how you possibly get an Ohio State-Michigan in somehow. Obviously, they're both on the same side of the conference. One of them's going to win. If that one wins the... Uh, Big Ten championship without getting taken out by Penn State at any point. Um, you know, I, I could see it being possible. I mean, but the thing is, like, so ACC goes undefeated, hypothetically. And Big 12 is championship games, Texas or Oklahoma. I mean, whoever wins that game gets in because if it's Texas, obviously they have a win over Bama, they're going to get in. If it's Oklahoma, they go went out right there, they're undefeated, they're going to get in. I think it's more can... reasonable to say that Florida State loses at some point or UNC loses at some point um, and that both of them lose. I, I mean, I, I said 30%, so I'm not saying it's like a foregone conclusion. But I, I think but it's I think it's possible. But even if you have that happen, you have the Big Twelve, you have an Pac twelve, you have the Big Ten, and you have SEC. That's four. Yeah, I don't think you can get two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that could be fair. I don't know. I guess the only conference I think the conference with the best chance I see is the Big Ten. Oh, agreed. Agreed on that. That's what I have to say, and that's what it is pretty much every year. But because it's always one loss, Ohio State, undefeated Michigan, or you know something of the sorts. 
Um, right. Not saying Ohio State's necessarily going to lose to Michigan, uh, but Ryan Day does like fighting old men. Um, anyway, on to the next question. We have uh, this is a special one for Richard. Colorado will not win another game this year, real or fugazi. Absolutely real. They will not be favored by any game the rest of the year. They will be double dog, fa- double digit favorite, ugh, double digit dogs in every single game the rest of the year. I don't even think against Arizona at home you're going to be favored or within ten because uh, Arizona's yeah, I, playing really, really well. I, right I now. don't think they're going to be a double digit dog every game of the year, but I mean, I think they will. I, I obviously I was a little high on Arizona last week, and I think Nick and. You know, Mike made it sound like, hey, you know what? I can see Colorado beating Arizona. I'd say from the get-go, there's no way Colorado beats Arizona. Colorado's not going to win another game this year. That's Fugazi. Colorado's uh, capped out. Yeah, they're done. I mean, and it's going to implode. I mean, I don't know if you saw. I stayed up and watched the game, obviously, because I was invested emotionally and financially heavily. Um, I have to admit, I was shocked. I was shocked. I went to bed, and it was 29 to nothing. I'm like, whenever, whenever, whenever Colorado had that three and out and then, then Stanford scored and then Stanford kit, they punted and Stanford got the ball and they had that like 95 yard play to score a touchdown. I took them the line at 45 to one. Hey, I got them to 45 to one, which was nice. So um, that worked out really well. But one thing you saw in that game is their team is fighting amongst itself. And I don't know if you saw the damn inner, the thing afterwards. I mean, those dudes, you took a lot of guys that were second tier, third tier, fourth tier players from big time programs that had problems with coaching staffs, and that's why they left. Yeah. And now you have all these dudes trying to play, and now things are about to go south for them. They didn't happen as quick as I thought it would, but now they're going to have to deal with some some adversity. Can they overcome it? I don't think they can. I think it implodes pretty fast, and I think it's going to get real ugly for them in the next few weeks. Yep. So moving on to the next one, we have group of five team will make a New Year's Six bowl. Richard, real or Fugazi? real i mean i gotta think liberty or um air force have a pretty good chance that they went out to you know um, you're forgetting one team there bud well i can't make it as much as i, I, want I, troy, I know as much as i, I want troy to make it because troy is the best group of five team i believe they can't because they had that one blemish they lost a game already so it's over they can't I mean, get in i was more so joking and saying james madison but yeah that, that works too James, oh yeah. I mean, that's another thing to watch is James Madison at the end of the year when they don't have bowl eligibility in that last yeah. game is their bowl game. They're going to crush. But yeah. They are good. Yeah, they push. are good. I just yeah. find it. It's why? Why did they even do that? Why did they make them not bowl eligible? I just I don't understand it. How does that benefit? So, so stupid. I mean, if they can play in their winning games, and well, I'll tell you one thing: that coach, he definitely should be on the short list for some big time program hires because what he's done just stepping into a power five conference or, or into the uh, seamlessly seamlessly i mean yeah it's like he hasn't missed and it's two years in a row and he's you're at james madison like if i'm fucking texas a and i cut the get the checkbook out get the boosters and be like hey you know what sorry it's over you tried and i either go get elko or i go get this guy i mean that's just my opinion but this is yeah. yep i'm gonna say i'm gonna say real uh i have nothing further to add to that though uh, so next one, last one on the list, we've got Washington will win the playoff and Penix will win the Heisman. Richard, real or Fugazi? Fugazi. I think that Oregon was actually the better team on Saturday. They just shot themselves in the foot because Dan Lanning, as I like, highlighted in the preseason preview, cannot be trusted as a head coach. He makes some of the dumbest play decisions 
some of the worst game time management decisions or some of the worst. He's just not a good coach. I mean, he just he just doesn't he he costs his team games because he doesn't know how to game manage. He just really does, and I don't. He's not. They're not going to win the playoff even if they get in. You know, one thing is Penix was kind of hurt in that game. I bet. I don't know what happened or what was going on, but you could definitely tell he was hobbled and dealing with something. So that's something they monitor. And I mean, Washington, the gauntlets just started. You still have a ton of tough games coming up. So um, I think it's a long ways away to be able to say that Washington's even going to make the playoff to begin with. And even though Penix is the Heisman favorite right now, a lot can change if you lose a game or two. Yep. And I have absolutely no arguments on that. I kind of just wish Mike was on this part because he, he would, he would love to hear uh, both of us talking, talking bad on Washington and Penix in general. True, true, true. He was, he was, he did not like the Penix plays we had early on in this year and giving him praise. And so that wraps up this episode of Dick's Picks Betting. Uh, we tried to keep this one quite a bit shorter. Uh, you guys have been providing a little feedback to Richard. Um, so feel free to keep providing that feedback, uh, whether it be screaming at him through text, uh, you know, you could even leave, leave a review. Um, you know, that would help too. Um, honestly, give us one star. Tell us Richard talks too much. I personally would love that review. So anyway, moving on, we got week eight coming up. We'll have a little bit more Simon says, uh, we will finally conclude said shot bets of last week, which weren't really gone over in this episode, but, uh, unfortunately we'll be taking them in the next episode. So that leaves us off. Have a good one.